0: You're listening to episode 110 of the God Center Mom podcast with me, Heather Mcfadden. Today, we're talking about the good, bad, real life.
1: It was like the Lord, not audibly, but just impressed on my heart that, you know, Charity, you could do a lot of good for me in your lifetime and never experience the good that I have for your life. And I just thought, you know, I don't want my daughter... And my sons to grow up and know a mom that worked really hard for Jesus, but didn't really know Jesus. Not at that deep, deep level,
0: you know? Okay, y'all. Today, I am chatting with a pretty cool chica. Her name is Charity Reeb. She's a wife, mom to three little kiddos. You'll hear more about them on the show on her site, CharityReeb.com. You will see what is so cool about this girl. First of all, amazing photos. Second of all, her heart. So on her site, it says she is the wife of the less domesticated variety, a toddler, wrangler, an entrepreneur, a cause marketer, a traveler, writer, lover of all things, Jesus. And her mission is to help herself and others focus on what matters most in life. This is what I loved about Charity's stuff. She is taking spirituality and our desire to be centered in God and mixing it with our real everyday life. And to me, that's at the heart of it all, right? Like we don't want to just have the quick, quiet time in the morning that doesn't translate an hour later when everyone's throwing a tantrum. We want this this relationship with God to impact our real life. I was uh, at the library. This library is in the mall. It's kind of cool. But there's a library in the mall. And I was with my kids, and uh, one was making this craft and I saw a magazine. I never look at magazines. I don't know why. I just never have magazines. So I picked it up and I was flipping through and I saw like a quick article about just Alba because her hair, I just caught my eye. I was like, oh, that kind of looks like my new haircut. Let's let's see what she has to say and a word stood out. It said uh, one of the things she thinks is important in her day-to-day life and functioning as a working mom is to stay centered. <laughs> and her method is to breathe. She breathes in for four, a count of four. She holds a breath for seven. She breathes out for a count of eight. I just thought it was interesting that she knew the value of centering in her real life, but it wasn't really related to God. It was related to breathing, which I'm sure breathing works. Um, but then the next thing I was flipping through and I saw, um, You know, that Fabletics line by Kate Hudson. Anyway, Kate Hudson had a whole article spread, lots of pages, lots of cute pictures of her. And I saw a top quote. It says she journals to stay centered, which you'll find out in this podcast episode. uh, Charity's real life journal. Um, She's got a great deal for you. If you listen at the end of the show, she's going to share a cool code. But her journal is more about centering again on God's truth, meditating on his word and journaling our real lives. Uh, I just thought it was interesting, these two Hollywood icons we would look up to, Jessica, maybe not we would look up to, but some women would look up to, uh, and both of them said in their real life, they need to stay centered on gratitude, on their breathing, or whatever it is, and I told my husband about it, and he's like, oh, that kind of sounds more like they're into their self, and I closed the magazine, I'm like, yeah, you're right, and I looked at the title of the magazine, it was self, (laughs) so it was right on, so they were centered on self, but self. We all need something in our day-to-day to to keep us sane and grounded in the midst of it all. And so I am thankful that y'all have reached out to listen to the God-Centered Mom Podcast. I know not all of you are moms, and I really think Charity's message is for everyone. It is not just for moms. It's for any of us longing to integrate spirituality into our real life and to recognize what matters most. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Hey, Charity, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Heather. It's just a delight to be here.
0: Well, I'm thrilled that I have such great listeners who know what I'm into and who can say, Hey, Heather, check this girl out. She's doing awesome stuff. I'm like, Yeah. And then we just make it happen within 24 hours. It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? We,
1: you know, we had this massive launch yesterday yeah. of the good, bad, real life blog. And the thunderclap went out. We had um, over 500,000 impressions yesterday on social media. And um, the emails and the, the responses just continue coming in. And when I got your email yesterday and looked at your podcast, I thought, this is exactly, these are the people that I want to connect with. So well, thanks you are for using taking like,
0: time. You're talking about centering and speaking And spirit-centered, I'm like, she's my girl. Let's do this. Let's do this. So since I don't know everything about you at all, let's like do a little bit of where you're coming from. Tell us first. Introduce us to your husband and your kids.
1: Absolutely. So Jeff and I, uh, we met when I was in college through a, a crazy scenario. I was living and working in Thailand for the summer, and some missionaries that I knew there said, if you ever met our friend, Jeff, you would marry him. So (laughs) lo and behold, yes, it was crazy. So lo and behold, they were absolutely right. I came back to the U.S. from serving a stint of church planting in Thailand, and I met this mysterious friend, Jeff Reeb, and everything that they predicted was true. We were married within two years of whenever... Um, they introduced us. Um, Very cool. And so uh, within, we were married for about eight years of just wedded bliss and um, we had both traveled quite extensively throughout our work and just um, ministry. And so we made a decision um, a little over three years ago now to adopt two sons from Ethiopia. Mm. So we have two little boys. They're now almost four years old that um, just rock our world every day. We're so blessed to have them. And then we have one daughter who we had a little over a year ago. And um, it's incredible because she is the same age right now that our boys were when they came home. Mm. So um, it's just been such a blessing to be a mom and... Um, you know, I'm still figuring out. I've I've had three kids in the last two years, if you can imagine that.
0: <laughs> That's a big change. That's a big change from yeah, wedded bliss, so, eight years of wedded bliss to like boom, here we are. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I
1: still look in the mirror and I think, oh my goodness, I'm I'm doing this. I'm a mom. Right. Um, you know, because it not that I forget, I mean, how could I? I have uh th- right now three three and under in my home so mm-hmm. they don't allow me to forget that I'm a mom at any given moment right. but um but yeah i mean it's been it's been a shock it's been a roller coaster ride um and it's been wonderful so i mean i'm still tr- trying to figure all this out so <laughs> so grateful for your podcast
0: <laughs> And you need to listen to every episode. Yeah, You need to go back now that we've met and you can go and you can get all God centered. No, I think, I think you're on the right track. I think God's, you know, he uses whatever way he can to get us where he needs us to be. And, and so I'd love to hear about your story of how you got to this place, um, where you're writing a blog called good, bad, real life. Tell us, tell us about a little bit of your journey to get where you are now.
1: I would love to share, you know, when I was a kid, I grew up on a dairy farm and I remember I used to ride my horse through the fields and my dad was a preacher. Hmm. And so I remember being a kid and like preaching to the air and like preaching to the cows and just loving thinking about um, God and um, just loving the word of God and how it applies to our life, and and I loved that my my father and my mother and my grandmother, my grandfather, they were all preachers, and um, you know, there's really uh, not a lot of places anymore for women in traditional pulpit ministry. Nor mm. do I really feel called to that, mm. but um, God just really laid on my heart. Um, a little over a year ago that um, it was time to just get honest again about um, how I was spending my time mm. and prioritizing my life. Mm. Um, I had just gotten and and i didn't i didn 't know how to get the word out about it. you know I mean my family they all led church ministries, and i 'm not in that traditional role. Um, and so I just felt like, you know, I think that a blog would be the best place to spread this message, this thing that, you know, God has really laid on my heart to do. Mm. And so that was really, you know, I mean, it was kind of like, here's what I really want to do. And I don't know any other medium other than a blog. So here I am, we've launched the blog and, um, the heartbeat behind it. And I'll I'll tell you just a little story. Yeah. Um, I had just finished, um, like a three year stint of planning mega events with my work. Um, that's something that in my job that I have done. And we planned this one particular event that was, um, we had about 120 nations represented, Mm -hmm. um, over 6,000 people. And so needless to say, it was exhausting.
0: Yeah. Event planning Um, is not my favorite. Not, yeah, I know and, that that is not my giftedness. I am not even going to claim it. I've tried, and it's not. So more power to you so, for all those years. Thank
1: you so much. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, it was awesome, and it was
1: good. But through the process of doing all this work for the Lord, because they were Christian-based events, mm. I, you know, in the last event, I was pregnant with my um, with my third child, and. I'll never forget I I went into labor with Samira my third and I I was early on in labor and I thought you know I'm just going to take a drive wow because I have not been alone uh, you know I mean we had just brought the son our son's home from Ethiopia a couple years before work was hectic and and so I go on this drive and I'm I'm mid labor and I think You know, and I'm keeping close to home, but I just needed to be alone for a moment. (laughs) I was like kind of crazy in the head and just thinking like, (laughs) just need to be alone. And as I was praying, it was like the Lord, not audibly, but just impressed on my heart that, you know, Charity, you could do a lot of good for me in your lifetime and never experience the good that I have for your life.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I just thought, you know, I don't want my daughter and my sons to grow up and know a mom that worked really hard for Jesus, but didn't really know Jesus.
2: Mm.
1: Not at that deep, deep level, you know? And after having Samira and I came home and I was on maternity leave, I thought, I need to just start thinking more about moments in my life when I felt deeply connected with God and, and just get back to that. Mm. Mm. And so I started to just write down um, what were the characteristics in my life when I felt an innate closeness with Jesus. And it, it certainly wasn't that I was working hard for Jesus. Mm. It it came back, Heather, <laughs> to um, just the simplest things. The, Basics, the very basics of salvation, Um, you know, the first thing was um, confronting my excuses. I wasn't spending meaningful time with God, and I had every excuse in the world, and they were legitimate excuses in my mind. Things like, I just brought two boys home from Ethiopia. (laughs) Things like, I'm working 60-hour weeks to plan these international events. Um, You know, things like I am exhausted and I just want to binge on Netflix for the next 12 hours. um, You know, and so I had to confront the excuses in my life and start to prioritize my life accordingly. And so I, I talk about on the blog how we need to focus on what matters and live it every day. And Unfortunately, it's not hard. I don't think in our life to identify what matters, Hmm. but what's hard is prioritizing it Mm -hmm. and actually following through. I want to take a
0: second first to go back to you processing through and writing down those moments um, so we can help the gal who's listening, who's thinking through that question. She thinks, when did I have meaningful moments with God? And what were the characteristics of that? So what were some that came to your mind of times with God where you got okay, to know him?
1: Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, so it, it really, it boils down to four things.
2: Okay.
1: Number one is spirituality was prioritized in a way that um, I knew every day how and when I was going to connect with God in a way that was meaningful to me.
0: mm Mm. She had a spe- specific time, specific uh-huh. plan. That's right. Yeah. In the same way
1: that intentionality needs to be there with my husband.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So,
1: you know, of course I'm going to spontaneously connect with my husband. And it's going to be awesome when we do so and meaningful mm-hmm. at times But life has a way of just carrying you away circumstantially, mm-hmm. right? If yeah. you're not intentional. Yeah. And so I think about like my relationship with Jeff. If I said to him, you know what, Jeff, Um, we're just going to interspersively connect throughout the day, but I just don't have any intentional time on the calendar right now to be with you. Mm -hmm. Just you and me, my love. To look you in the face and just ask you, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about these days? Um, how can I support you? You know, I mean, if I wasn't doing that with my husband, I would suspect that our relationship wouldn't be very strong.
0: Yeah, I think and you're describing so, probably a lot of <laughs> young moms' uh, marriages right now, even mine. At times like that, is that's what just happens. It really happens. Oh, we make the kids a so priority. We make something else work, or internet, or Facebook a priority, and then um, yeah, we don't spend that time. We think the husband will always be there, family will always be there, right? God right. will always be there.
1: He's yeah, there. yeah, of course. Yeah. And of Worthy's course they will anywhere. be.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they will be. But I mean, heaven forbid that I die on that day that I've not prioritized God in ages. And he looks me in the face and says, Charity, your work was awesome, but I never knew you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I mean, so an intentionality. So, so going back to your question. Yeah. There were um, some very specific things. The first thing was prioritizing spirituality, putting it on my calendar. Mm. So for me, if it's not on my calendar, it's not real.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you
1: that's know, cool. I'm probably not going to do it if it's not on my calendar. And and that's exemplary. I know that's not the case for every woman. Well, I know
0: that some people are more driven by, like, writing things down, to-do lists, calendars, sure like I'm a sure. routine like if it's not a part of yeah. my routine it doesn't happen
1: mm-hmm. but if it's but that routine for you Heather yeah. I think that is like that's your internal clock
0: it's my little calendar in my brain like, yeah, I, know like I, yeah. do so, I do this and then I do this and I do this yeah
1: exactly so it doesn't have to be on a google calendar but right. somewhere in that rhythm of the day it needs to be a part of the rhythm
0: yeah yeah, yeah that's good
1: So, um, yeah, so, so working that back in, I, I I really think that that had to do with becoming a mom for me, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, and not to blame Afra and Tinsai, my son. (laughs) Those are great names. Oh, thank you. Tell me again. What are they? Kept their Amharic names. So their names are Afra and Tinsai. Wow. All right. Yeah. So Afra means fruitfulness and Tinsai means resurrection and Mm -hmm. they are both, fruitful and just full of life so
0: very so cool blessed. very cool meanings awesome so you can't blame them no I can't
1: I really can't but I certainly use them as an excuse um because my whole rhythm that I had um that that little like clock that you're talking about of like what you did in life was completely turned upside down when yeah. we brought them home yeah and so it was like I had to get my sea legs <laughs> back <laughs> from becoming a mother. Yeah. So um, so, anyways, moving on.
0: from <laughs> okay. So what's number two? So what's number two?
1: So number two was reading the word of God to apply it to my life. So let me break that down for you. Um, I was reading the word of God, but I was checking off the checkbox in my YouVersion app and feeling pretty darn good about myself mm, doing it. Yeah. But I wasn't comprehending the scripture and I wasn't really applying it to my life. So when I go to my social gatherings that they ask, "Did you check off your check boxes?" I could politely raise my hand and say yes that I did that. But I don't think that that's why God gave us His Word.
2: Mm.
1: I don't really think that God cares if I check off my checkbox. What He cares about is that I'm applying the Word of God to my life. And so um, I started concentrating on um, quality instead of quantity in the Word. Mm. Love that. Um, So that's the second thing is just applying the Word of God. So number one Prioritize spirituality. Number two, apply the word of God. So, give someone no, an
0: example. Like, I know, I think I know mm-hmm. what you're saying. What would that look like for you, beyond just checking the box and <laughs> qu- quality over quantity? What would that look like now? If if reading New Version was mm-hmm. the before, what does it look like now?
1: Right, ah, Heather, you are like putting me on the spot, girl. I gotcha. Okay, so what that what that looks like is. Um gosh, one example would be I was just reading and went through um the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And I took the book of Revelation slowly um and I didn't worry about the checkboxes or any of that. My goal in reading it was to um just to simply ask God, "What would you like to speak to me through this word?" what's vibrant in my life right now, what do you have for me? So as I was reading through it, the theme that stood out to me the most was that God is justice.
0: Girl, that was our, we're doing Revelation at BSF. Oh, that's awesome. And today's lesson was on justice and mercy. Like we took a little departure from Revelation. We're like in chapter Mm -hmm. 16, 17 to talk about, What is God's justice? What is God's mercy? Yes, So that's, yeah. So you're picking up on a theme. Right. That you can then apply to your day in and day out. Right.
1: Right. So like the things that make me mad Mm. in life, because there's a lot of those, um, (laughs) a lot of those things that just make me mad and things that like I hear that happen to people, throughout the city or, you know, whether it's on the news, when it makes me mad, I can just honestly recite back to myself, you know what? God is justice.
0: Mm. And his justice is righteous. Like as opposed to my justice that I try to impose um, (laughs) in conversations, it's not quite holy and just like his is righteous. He, he will do it in a way that's perfect.
1: Right. And so Rather than trying to turn myself into C.S. Lewis <laughs> and C.S. Lewis eyes, all of the scripture that I'm reading, I've just been trying to just like, okay, what does this mean for my life?
2: Mm.
1: How is this real? How is this real to me? And so, and that's why I named the blog what I did. Uh, you know, it's good, bad, real life. Um, you know, that, that scripture, it, it can be real for my life today. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I mean by that is just scripture application. And, and, you know, sometimes I read scripture honestly, and I just think this is not real for my life today. Mm. Um, And that's okay. Mm. Um, It's okay to acknowledge that and be honest about that um, and just say, you know what, God, this isn't real for my life today, but I just ask that you would just show me how to make Hosea real.
0: Hosea is the best. Uh Uh-huh. That book, um, Redeeming Love. Have you read that book?
1: Yeah, I love that book. I mean, it gets real. I cry my eyes out. Cry, cry. Y'all, if you've
0: never read Redeeming Love, go get it now. Oldie. It's an oldie, but a goodie. That's a goodie. Okay, so too, like I was reading in Luke today for this BSF, uh, Luke 18, where the uh, Pharisee is like, I'm amazing. Look at me praying and I'm doing all the things and I'm awesome. And Jesus is like, but he'd prefer... The tax collector who's like, um, God have mercy on me, a sinner, like being real about your state and being humble and just coming to God and being like, I'm coming to the scripture. God, I don't know exactly what it means, but I know you'll show me what you want me to know from it today. I don't have to be C.S. Lewis. I don't have to be the theologian or the, you know, the depth today, but you will reveal to me what I need to know.
2: Absolutely!
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so good, Heather. Yeah, yeah, that's right on.
0: Okay, so is that so? Number three? Are you ready for number three?
1: Yeah, yeah. All so right. number one was you're going to prioritize spirituality. Or at least that's what I had to do. Yes. Number two is I needed to apply scripture to my life, and number three was I needed to converse with God.
2: Mm. Tell us um, about that.
1: So when we talk to God, it's a one way deal, right? You know, so I can talk to God, and it's it's a one way thing. Or sometimes when I think about prayer, prayer feels very one way. Um, And sometimes when I pray, I don't expect a response. Mm. And shame on me for that, because God has responded to me so many times. Other, yeah, um, in His own sovereign and. Interesting way that he does I mean he God responds he's you know I, I think about Jesus and how he Jesus wasn't a brand that we endorse he was a a human right. he was on earth and then he went back up to heaven and we are made in his likeness and because of his death and resurrection, we have this awesome privilege to just converse. With God,
2: yeah,
1: and that place of intimacy that was previously designated for, you know, high priests and only one single tribe of the
0: tribe of whomever the spirit fell on, whatever prophet Uh, would hear from God, right, right, yeah. I mean that that um,
1: close place has been opened up to all of us. Mm. And that's the beauty of Jesus. And so, you know, shame on me for praying to God and not expecting an answer, but I do it all the time. And so I I try to remind myself. So the third thing is that that praying to God is a conversation
2: mm. Mm.
1: and that I can commit things in my life that are outside of my control and influence to God. And he's bigger than that. And he can respond to me about that. He can give me wisdom beyond my own ability.
0: So in your time of prayer, like, again, mm-hmm. just to be real, like, on the ground girl listening, do <laughs> you like you spend time and you're like, out loud praying? Are you a journal prayer? And then are you uh, spiritual discipline, like silence? Like, what does that look like in your time with God? Is it throughout the day you're conversing? Is it, does God, when you say God's? it's two ways. Is it through the message of a friend? Is it through a scripture you read? Like, talk more about like the, what that looks like.
1: Okay. So, um, we're going to talk about this here in a minute. Okay. I have this special little project that yeah. I'm launching Very on the exciting. blog, but Very I'm going to give a little precursor to that. Okay. Um, and just let's talk about prayer because honestly, every time, and I, I wrote this on the blog, but you know, sometimes when I pray out loud, I feel like a crazy person. <laughs> like know, when you're like, by yourself. Yeah. Okay. You know, like we're, or, or I mean, even when I'm in it with a group of people and we're praying out loud and it's so formal, Mm. um, you know, I wonder what God thinks of
0: my formality. (laughs) Right. Like not just like crying out or like just talking. Right. Yeah.
1: Like, right. But I know that like for, for me, that that's showing God a form of respect. Right. So there's total value to that. Um, But I, I think that this whole conversation with God thing was one of the areas in my life that drove me to do this blog because I, I think that as a culture, prayer is hard. It's just, it's a weird thing, right? Like you're, you're talking to God. yeah. Really? Like you're talking, okay. So then you're just talking to the air or you're writing down what, what you're talking to God. So, so I came up with this new and I hate to call it a method, but it, it is. I mean, it's so the it's method. It's what you're using yeah, to help yourself. It's yeah, it's the method in which I've been praying. And it's really just opened up the conversation stream between God and I. And it's been so good. As I, in my journal, I write down, I have this, the first discipline is I commit. So, I write down everything that's heavy on my mind that's mm. outside of my control and influence that I truly need to give to God
2: mm. okay.
1: because it's a, it's a source of worry. Right. And worry is a form of not trusting God. So, I, I just need to write it down and just, and, and sometimes, honestly, I write the same thing down every single day for hey. a while.
0: We th- we worry about the same thing every single day. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Why? I mean, it sounds thing- really freeing to like just write it down, like call it out, give it, yeah. it yeah. more place in your head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's good.
1: So if you were to look in my journal, Heather, you'd be like, <laughs> "Wow, you're committing the same thing every day." And sometimes it feels like I've got issues, but. <laughs> Yeah,
2: that but is, it, she's work, it works
1: for me yeah. because I can see that it's written down and I can declare the power of Jesus over it.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I write it down and then I shorthand write what I'm talking to God about today.
2: Mm. So
1: I'll just shorthand say, okay, God, I want to talk about, you know, my son Tinsai today and some things that are going on. Um, and here's the issue, and we're going to talk about this for a little while. And so I'll shorthand it, and then we'll talk about it. And sometimes that's out loud. sometimes it's in my head, sometimes I journal it out a little bit more. It looks different on every day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, um, at the close of every single time that I do my journaling practice, I have a focus time where I write down what am I going to meditate on. Today. And um I try to choose a meditation either for the week or for the day that is applicable to what is weighing heavy on me mm. and what I'm like waiting for God to respond to. Mm. Um and that has been really beneficial throughout my day because oftentimes um I'll find myself thinking about this dilemma in the day and what happens in my brain is that i get lost in the woods of my despair. Mm. And you know when you get lost in the woods, you've got to look for a trailhead. Mm. You got to look for a sign, something. So my meditation, it's my it's my uh it's my pathway. It's my pathway back to a trailhead and it may not be exactly where i need to go, but it's Where I believe that I can, I can take this trail back to my trailhead and ask Jesus to speak into this situation. And it's been so good.
0: Sounds awesome.
1: Um, Yeah, it's been so, so good. It's like
0: one of those things that I always think, I should do that. I should do that. (laughs) (laughs) I need to meditate on truth or I need to like take time to like find something that applies to this issue that I keep, you know, believing a lie about. But then I don't make the time. So to allocate your time with God to mm-hmm. writing down that truth and meditate, I mean, that seems kind of genius, Charity. Well,
1: it's, it's stupid simple is what it
0: is. <laughs> stupid <laughs> simple, yep.
1: It is. It's, it's stupid good. simple. I mean, I created this planner um, out of this transformative experience that I was having in my life of where I was like, like, cry, literally like crying out to God, like I've got to get back with you, mm. um, I don't know at what point I lost you, but I did, and I just desperately need you back. I need mm. you back in my family, and I need you in my motherhood and my mothering of my children. Mm. I'm just lost. Like I, I gotta find my way back. And so, you know, it's these disciplines and the basics of those that the um, the I call it the real life journal. Mm -hmm. Um, that it's going to guide someone through and and I call it the real life challenge because essentially what it guides you to do is for 30 days, invite Jesus into your real life with you Mm -hmm. and to take these spiritual disciplines that we just discussed and, and, and just apply them to your life in a real way. Um, get back to the simple things.
0: Um, I remember hearing Beth Moore once. She was like, I have so many people tell me like, or ask me, you know, how can I be the spiritual person that you are? And how can I, you know, get out of this hard place? And she's like, and they never like my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Read your Bible and pray. She's like, it's super, super simple. But we want this like really like unicorn answer that maybe, no, they've never discovered before. And if you, you know, Maybe this person has the magic sauce that I've never known about. And if I know you've probably known about it, you probably used to do it. Life mm-hmm. pushed it out of the way. You know, I know a lot of y'all listening grew up in the church or like pastors, wives that listen and, you know, but it's been the the joy of it has been squished out or the I'm um, like you said, doing good for God without savoring the good God has in your life. Like it's become a a ritual or a have to instead of a get to do, and right. so it's so good. So you're in your conversing, and you're doing your commit, and you're praying, you are meditate. Yep. And then is there a listening? Do you do a silent time or no? So you know, I I don't do
1: silence well, honestly. <laughs> that's good to say. Um, I'm sure other people are like, yeah, well, yeah. Look like? I mean, what does it look that's like? not really realistic for me. I think like the majority of my quote unquote quiet times happen with thomas the train playing <laughs> in the background i'm pretty sure when i meet jesus face to face that just for fun he's gonna probably play thomas the thomas game <laughs> song
0: no i think even that's freeing to the mom listening who has kids your kid's age like yes turn on thomas it's not gonna kill him and no. then you can get your quiet time which will actually make the day go better like it's gonna it really be okay is, it
2: really it's
0: and gonna be okay yeah
1: yeah ours you is love paw it. patrol
0: we like paw patrol
1: Oh yeah, they they are seriously into it. Yeah, we we just recently bought them Paw Patrol bedspreads. Oh, you're the best mom ever. Yeah, yeah. Man. Which I said I would never buy cartoon <laughs> bedspreads, and then, and then I succumbed in the middle of hey. Walmart as we were going through the aisle. I, I don't know what came over me that day, but yeah, we have a Paw Patrol themed it's agape it's love awesome.
0: right there that's
1: unconditional yeah. love
0: right there that's good <laughs> we will not be posting that on pinterest <laughs> it's deny. not instagram cute let's say no not instagram cute. okay so so silence is hard but oh
1: yes back to silence so yeah.
0: uh so instead
1: what i try to do is i build margin into my day so wow okay. um, and, and that's something that's really hard um it can be really hard to do. Um, But if you are someone who works with a day planner or with Google calendar, um, it's, it's pretty, the principle of it is easy. So all I do is I look at my appointments and I try to build a little extra time. Um, So even if it's just like 10 minutes between things. Mm. And so um, what I've found Is that most of the time in in that 10, 15 minutes? Like if I'm in Walmart or I'm, um, you know, going through the grocery store or um, I'm in between client meetings at work, that that God oftentimes doesn't speak to me in the silent, he speaks to me within real life. And, um, you know, if I'm too busy, I don't see people they're just a blur. They're kind of like, um, they're there to serve me. (laughs) That sounds bad but you know, like the Starbucks drive through, I mean, literally there've been times that I've gone through the Starbucks drive through and I've thought I didn't even look at that person who just gave me my coffee. Yeah. And, um, so it it enables me to look people in the face. And I was recently with a dear, dear friend of mine. Her name is Jeannie Mayo, and she's this awesome female youth pastor. she's she's deep and wise. she's you know sixty six years old and just like my full of wisdom. Type, yes, yes, and one of the things that she said, and I can't remember the exact statistic, but it's that we speak in the hundreds of words per minute, but we think in the tens of thousands of words per minute. Mm. And Mm. so if we're thinking and we're conversing with people, um, that means that we can be in our mind simultaneously having a conversation with God while we are with people. Mm. So I have been just working to have a little more margin in my day. I I don't always do well at it, but I I try. And for that meditation, instead of concentrating on silence, of like allowing God to speak into silence, um, which I think is a very Eastern concept, um, I think that God can speak to me within my real life.
0: So how do you keep yourself – because this is what I see in those little margin moments around Dallas is everyone pulls out their phone, including myself. <laughs> like we fill in the margin with looking down yeah. at a device. You know what I mean? Right. So do you just have like discipline that you aren't like doing that or mm-hmm. is – what do you do? What tips do you have for the people like me who fill the margin even with yeah. my yeah. phone?
1: That's a you – know? it's a fabulous question. I mean – and I do the same thing myself. I mean, especially this week because we just launched my blog, so I'm
0: constantly right. so like, checking things. Yeah, checking yeah. to
1: see like who's who's on there and, and what's happening. Um, but yeah, I do think that that it it comes back to intentionality, and you know, asking yourself um, every week. What do I want to prioritize within my week? And, and did I accomplish that? So did I accomplish mm-hmm. the things? Not, and I'm not just talking about work goals. I'm talking about life stuff. So,
0: Like rest goals. Like yeah. adding margin would be a rest goal. Or a Sabbath day would be a rest goal. Uh, that, like it's not yeah. about doing more. It's about doing less. Like what did I say no to? And did I say no well?
1: Right, right. But okay. I think before you can really know what to say no to, you've got to know what really matters to you. Mm. Mm. Um, what matters most in my life, and what am I not going to compromise on? And mm. unfortunately, I've found in my life, I there's a lot of things that I've compromised on that I'm I'm embarrassed. You know, I would be embarrassed, Heather, for you and your listeners and the people <laughs> listening to us today to see. My day planner and see how much time went to work and how much I've gypped my kids mm. of mommy time, or and, and there's countless other, that's the most obvious.
0: <laughs> but I've got more like embarrassing of, I, I literally on Sunday deactivated my Facebook account because I realized how many hours a night. I like just went to because I my brain didn't have enough capacity to do a thoughtful thing. Mm. But I I didn't even I just went there. It was like this easy out and I wasn't engaging even. Mm. I've interviewed some people and they're like social media is not bad as long as you use it to like interact. I wasn't interacting Mm -hmm. just like mindless. Mindless. And it was such a waste. And that's horribly embarrassing. Like, that's not what I want. And I couldn't even control myself to where I'd be like, well, I'm just not going to. Right. I'll keep it, but I just won't look at it. No, I could not control myself. It literally, like an addict, kept going back. (laughs) Wow. So like, I totally get, no, I told, but I totally get like the, if you could see how I actually allocate my time or what I make a priority, that's not really what I would say is my priority.
1: No, you wouldn't say that.
0: Oh, no, I love mindlessly scrolling. Yeah. I love looking at random people when my kids are like, who's that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know who this is and I'm wasting my time. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. I I
1: think that it comes back to knowing what matters most to you and not being willing to compromise on that.
0: Okay. So what matters most and really committing to it? Like not just saying that matters. Like we would say our husband matter and we'd say our kids matter. Right. And, and,
1: like not to keep coming back to the real life journal but i'm I'm going to go back there. so what is so exciting about this journal is that I have a weekly discipline in there for you for you to be able to within thirty minutes to an hour prioritize the things that matter most to you and your life
2: mm.
1: so that when you're when you're doing this like you know the I, I have ten minutes and I'm scrolling through. Social media, something's gonna check in you because you're gonna know this isn't what matters most to me in life, and I'm not doing what I've committed, the disciplines that I've committed to do. Mm -hmm. So, the weekly exercises take thirty minutes to an hour um, a week to do it, and literally, you're gonna get out of those exercises, you're gonna be able to identify what do I need to focus on this Mm -hmm. week. Mm Um, you're going to know how to prioritize it within your calendar, whatever system that you have. I don't like endorse one particular system. And then you're going to be able to live it out every day. And then um, the daily exercises within the journal. So there's weekly and daily. Oh, let me go back to weekly. So before you think, I don't have an extra 30 minutes to an hour, think about this. I've been clocking my time Doing this for the last eight months. And it saves me between three to eight hours a week.
0: Oh man, I can only imagine. Cause you're not you're not wasting it on the uh tyranny of the urgent. Like you're exactly. you're going in first and deciding what's important.
1: Yeah. 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 So my answer is no before you ask. Mm. Or like when you asked, Heather, my answer was yes before you asked.
0: Right. Right.
2: Right.
1: So You know, just knowing where do I delegate my time, um, it's so important. Again, our our calendar, it is a direct reflection of our priorities, how we spend our time. And so the daily exercises, they take 10 minutes or less, and they're just going to walk you through this non-prescriptive method of reading and applying scripture, committing and conversing with God, and choosing a meditative thought. That's going to act as that, that trail back to the trailhead. When your mind goes someplace that is not true, not positive, and just plain old not good for your life, (laughs) you're going to know, um, here's my meditative thought. I'm going to go back to it. And then the last thing that you're going to do every day is you're going to literally journal. And, um, it's just a five minute debrief of the day and writing down a moment of your life that you don't want to forget. Mm. And um, the value of that to my life, I think about, you know, you mentioned the whole, like, how does God speak to you? Mm. I think sometimes God's speaking to us and we're not in tune with it. Mm. But if we stop and we just write down what happened today, just the plain old real life stuff that we realize like, wow, God was in my details today.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: that can be really encouraging. Um, it can be r- really helpful on the journey of just, you know, processing life, seeing it, prayers answered, um, and just seeing real life unfold. Um, I think about my grandmother. I think I referenced her earlier. She was such a spiritual hero mm-hmm. to me. And I know we all have, right? I, I'm sure, Heather, that you have a spiritual hero. Yeah. Someone who, you know, invested and sowed seeds in your life. I would love to have even just a debrief of her days. It wouldn't have to be profound. Mm-hmm. She Again, going back to like C.S. lewis Ising, our mm-hmm. lives, like, wouldn't <laughs> right. need to be that. Like, she could write down, I made chicken dumplings today and that would be meaningful to me.
0: Right, this legacy yes. that you're leaving for your daughters and your yes. sons. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yes, and so... You know, I I wish she would have. I mean, what I have of her life now is a few trinkets.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and and I wish she would have written down her life and and she didn't. And and I don't want for my grandchildren for them to think like, wow, grandma, she loved Jesus and she really lived this out, but I can't learn from what she learned, those hard lessons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um I for me, if you go on my blog. Uh, and you click the button journal, the top picture is a picture of me holding this huge stack of journals. And it's all the journals that I filled out five pages and I didn't finish.
0: Oh, girl. Yes. Mm -hmm. So
1: do you have those? Oh, yeah. You have those. I have those, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's funny to go back like to the high school one or the college one or like, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah, totally. Totally. And
1: such a shame. Mm-hmm. Um but it's real it's honest and um so I've decided rather than you know working about writing working to write something profound in my journal I'm going to write what actually happened today yeah in a moment I don't want to forget I'm going to keep it super simple and um I'm going to do it on a consistent basis Um, But in kind of just a shorthand fashion. And so that's what the Real Life Journal is going to allow you to do is just document your real life and see see it unfold before your eyes.
0: Well, I think what I love is that you've taken um, what the heart of the spiritual disciplines and merged it with the dailiness of um, our greatest uh, commodity we have is our time. Like it goes away we all get the same amount. It has high value. Uh, mm-hmm. And yet integrating the two, not seeing like, well, this is my time with God. And then this is the rest of my time. To like right. really steward it well by, in, by engaging your disciplines in your time management is fabulous. Yes. Totally fabulous. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yes. When I was first talking to my editor about this project, she had this aha moment and she said, oh, so you are like literally decompartmentalizing life and faith. Yep. Yep. So that's kind of the essence of the project.
0: I love it. It's so great. And your pictures are so fun. Like you look super hip and super fun. Are you super hip and super fun? It's not just a picture.
1: Oh, that's so funny that you ask that. You know, I, I really wouldn't consider myself super hip and super fun. I, I Wait, I should say we are super fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily consider myself super hip. Well, your haircut alone is adorable. Oh, I mean, you. it takes a certain personality to say, I'm going to do this. And I don't thank even care. I don't even care. Yeah. And, the, and the, I love the picture with your kids. Like, awesome. It's yeah, awesome. The, you- the throwback. It's good.
1: We literally, um, you know, I mean, my background, my formal training is in marketing. Okay. And so I just, um, and I, I happen to own a marketing consulting firm on as well. Um, and then I'm starting this new project that's kind of, So it's, you've got it's all my this, heart.
0: you've got all this like knowledge base. Yes. Thank God for that.
1: I like, no, I don't it's not, a,
0: it's not a mistake, right? None of it. Yeah. If we look back like even I loved how you told the story about being the little girl on the horse and like preaching out like yeah. I love to ask women as adults what did you do as a little girl? Like what yeah. was your heartbeat as a little girl because yeah. God put that there and you mm-hmm. might have you might have forgotten.
1: Yeah. My, yeah. I don't know that my parents would be super proud to hear that like she
0: preached to cows. That was her <laughs> But you had a preacher in you, like there was a desire to to speak out a message. Yeah, to speak out a message. And whether that's, like you said, not from a pulpit, but from some platform, which we're digital evangelists now. That's what we are.
1: And I love it. You know, I mean, I just, I love sharing that. And I think that, you know, for the women that are listening to us today, for each one of us, there is something That's very primal within Mm -hmm. all of us that God gave us that it's, it's our gift, Yeah, you know, and it's a joy for us to do. So yeah, that is, it's a joy.
0: Okay. So I know we mentioned to the blog, I know we mentioned to the journal, but I don't know if we said the exact site, where could they find your new site?
1: Okay. So, um, get online and go to charity Reeb. It's just my name.
0: And Reeb is
1: R-E-E-B. It is like beer spelled backwards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. It's not very eloquent. That's perfect. So, Charity Reeb. Okay. CharityReeb.com
1: is my URL. Fabulous. And um, the, the journaling project is called the Real Life Journal. And you just click on journal while you're on my site. And, you know, I would love it if your listeners would get on there. And I have a special book. Buy one give one code.
0: Cool. What is it for this
1: podcast? It is just it's just BOGO all capital letters. B-O-G-O. March all capital letters 2016. BOGO March 2016. Get onto my my blog today. Buy your journal. We're, We're doing the test pilots of this right now. And anyone who does the test pilot and completes the pre and post survey is going to get their name listed in the official watch.
0: fabulous very cool so they buy one they get one free if they use BOGO March 2016 all caps and if they do it now they are part of a special group a pre and post survey that's group. right that's very that's exciting right. exclusive mm-hmm. exclusive
1: Absolutely. oh and I was going to say we only have so many journals left okay um, and they they keep flying off the shelf so get on and, and get yours because I, I really think that the women who are listening to this, um, I want to connect with you guys. So She's, please, please, please get on You're one of
0: there. our tribe. We like you. Yes. We just met you and we like you already. So thanks, Charity. Thanks Thank for you. coming on. I love it. I All love right. that we got to connect.
1: Me so. too. love All you right. and I love this podcast and everything that you're doing, Heather.
0: God is good. He's doing mighty things at our little offering. So thank you and enjoy those kiddos today.
1: I will. You too. Okay.
0: Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know